In my coffee time with God, I uh, always start with uh, a Jesus calling. And then I go from there to uh, just different random passages of scriptures. Usually I'll read one of the Proverbs or one of the Psalms. And then lately I've been in the book of Ecclesiastes. But I'll jump around from here to there. And then I'll also just do a, a word study and look up some different words. So this morning, and, and, and in my reading, I would, I would come across a verse where I would go, wow, that is, that is there they are. That, that is so awesome. Man, if people would just <laughs> shut it, if people would just get that down, if they just get that verse, if they just apply that one to their life, then man, their life would just be so cool if they could get. So I'd, I'd email it to myself because most of the time I'll jump up, I'll grab my coffee and I'll, I'll read my Bible on my phone, my iPhone. So, so it's real easy just to, you know, copy, paste it over or whatever and, you know, email. So, so over the last several months, I've been emailing myself these random scriptures and they've been piling up. And so I, I went back to my study, and I was looking at these scriptures. And, oh, that's so good. Oh, man, that, that would, oh, I, just, I wish I could share that one. Oh, I wish I could work this one in. And then I looked up the word life, life. And the word appears some 450 times in the Bible. And there's all kinds of uh, adjectives in front of the word life in these 450 times that it shows up. And in case you have forgotten elementary grammar, an adjective is a word that describes right, a noun or a pronoun, so it's a descriptive word, so there's these different descriptive words before the word life. But as you read the Bible, and you, you see how many times this is mentioned, the adjective used the most, which is most important, is the, is the word eternal or everlasting. So this is by far the most important kind of specific life that you and I can go for, is that of an eternal life or an everlasting life. And really it's why we're here. So here's, here's, the, here's the title. Random verses for a specific life. An everlasting life. Wow. You say, well, why is that the most important descriptive term for the word life out of the 450 times it's used in the Bible? And here's why. Because you and I don't get to stay here. We don't get to, <laughs> yay. <laughs> You're watching all the presidential debates going, yay. All right, good, yeah, yeah. We're a mess, and it's getting worse. So because you and I don't get to stay here, we're just simply going to outgrow our bodies. We're just not going to, just not going to last as long as we want them to. It's really important that you and I have the specific life of it being everlasting or eternal. And you say, well, how do we know we're not going to stay here? Well, here's the random verse, Psalms 35, verse 4. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Your time on earth brief. Remind me that my days are numbered and how fleeting my life is. Verse 5, you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Ecclesiastes 8.8, 8, none of us can hold back our spirit from departing. None of us has the power to prevent the day of our death. There is no escaping that obligation. So since this is true, God gives us the one and only way that we can go from a temporary life, which is also mentioned, to that of an eternal or an everlasting life, and that is salvation. So the only way we can go from temporary to eternal is the word salvation, Mark 16. The Bible says, afterward, Jesus himself, 16.8, afterward, Jesus himself sent them out from the east to the west with the sacred and unfailing message of what? Salvation that does what? 
gives eternal life. John 3.16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his only and one and only son that, uh, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have, there it is again, eternal life. Romans 10.13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So here it is, here it is, here it is. Whether you've been here for a long time or you're visiting for the first time in, you know, ever, the most important life, the specific life you've got to be going for in this life is eternal life, okay? Because you're not staying here. And your spirit is going to go on to live forever. The Bible says either everlasting relationship or everlasting uh, uh, home for, with God in heaven or an everlasting contempt. That's interesting how it describes hell as a place where forever they're going to be cont uh, contempt. They're going to be they're going to have a spirit of content, uh, contempt, which means that they're never going to love God. They're never going to wish God was, you know, they had a relationship with him. They're just going to basically look at God the same way they looked at him when they were on earth, and that is not at all. They won't care about him at all. Even when they're in hell in torment, they're, not, they're still not going to care. They're going to spend eternity the way they spent their life. So the Bible says we're going to spend eternity in heaven or we're going to spend eternity in hell. So because this is the most important life, and it's through salvation through the personal Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me real quick so we can get this specific life nailed down. And I'm going to ask you to call upon God to be your Lord and your Savior if you haven't done that. Let me pray first, and then I'll ask you to pray with me. Father, we're about to call on you. You said whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is Jesus. And we're about to call on you. People in this room about to call on you for the first time or to make sure they've done it, that they might have that specific life of eternity with you forever in heaven. So here's the prayer. And guys, just pray this prayer after me, just right out loud, just everybody in the room to help everybody else. Dear Heavenly Father, I make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I call upon you to be my Savior, to forgive me of sins, to give me a home forever in heaven. I'm going to do life with you, for I love you, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, if you just did that, and you did that sincerely, and not just doing it because the room was doing it, then you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior. It's as simple as that. You don't have to do more than that. You don't have to, no less than that. You just have to accept what Christ did for you on the cross of Calvary. So you have now entered into, which most of us have already done before we ever got here today, this specific life of everlasting, everlasting, eternal life. So there's the specific life that we're talking about. But what about a blessed life? I mean, you and I got a lot of living to do before we get there, right? I mean, when we get to heaven, we know no death, no sorrow, no saying goodbye to anybody, no cancer, no, no, no funerals, no... There's no, going to be no cemeteries in heaven. So we know that we've got an incredible future that's going to be everlasting. But we've got some time to spend here before we get there. Now, I want that to be blessed and I want that to be prosperous. Because those are also adjectives used before the 450 word times the word life is used in the Bible. Along with adjectives like unforgiven life, joy-filled life, abundant life. Here's another one, cursed life. Okay, I don't want, don't want that. So what I want is a blessed, I don't want a poor life, I don't want a pitiful life, I don't want you feeling sorry for me kind of life, I don't, if I'm going to have, because there's a time for this and a time for that, if I'm going to have a grieving period, I don't want it to be for all my life. So I want to have the kind of life God wants me to have, a specific life of what, not only it being everlasting, but I want it to start off pretty good right now with it being blessed 
and at being prosperous. So let's see if we got a random verse on that. Job 42.12 says, So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than in the beginning. For now he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 teams of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. And for you that may not understand what that might mean, in that culture this was a wealthy, prosperous, got it going on, everybody admired him guy. Okay? And the Lord blessed him in the second half of his life even more than in the beginning. Man, I like that. I'm not sure that meant enough to me when I was in my 20s. I'm not sure it meant enough to me when I was closing in on 30. But as I'm 56 years of age, I like the fact that God can bless me in the second half or the third third of my life. More so than he did in the beginning. I like that. You have not yet lived your best life. That's encouraging. Well, pastor, my husband died, and now I'm in my 50s and my 60s, and I'm doing life all alone. Listen to me, listen to me. Your best life's still there. Well, this bit's pretty good. I mean, I, I thought it was over. No, 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 no. Your best life is still coming. Well, I got a divorce, and all my dreams that I had on the table, just seemed like somebody just sweeped them off the table right into a trash can, everything gone. Never thought I'd be happy again. No, 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 no. You haven't lived your best life yet. I went through a bankruptcy. I had a business, had a company, had employees, and things went south. And I don't know how I'm going to make it, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably just going to live at this level. No, 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 no. You, you misunderstand God. God can give you your best life for the rest of your life. Well, it's been pretty good up till that happened. Well, I know that happened. And Joseph lost everything, and God gave him back double. Why? Because he just loved and feared God. That's why. And God's God. So we're going to live this blessed life. And you can. St- and here's the question. Is that okay, God? Is it, a- is it okay that we want to go for a blessed and a prosperous life? A random verse, Psalms 34, verse 12 on the side screen. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Anybody? Raise your hand if you do. Okay. Here's the truth. I don't know how much longer I want to live if it's not going to be prosperous. Because prosperity means this. Prosperity means that it's going to be flourishing, thriving, and successful. I want to live a life that is not successful, not thriving, and I can't accomplish nothing. No, that might seem like a really long life. But if I'm going to live a long life, I'll tell you how long I want to live. It's based on how much I'm going to flourish, how much I'm going to thrive, and how successful I'm going to be. And I can pretty much tell you, I'll go ahead and live in that world. But I don't want to live in a world where I'm not. So God is saying, he's just throwing it on the table. Do you want it or do you not want it? Psalms 31, 19 on the side screen. How great is the goodness that you have stored up for those who fear you. And that's just talking about putting God first, the most important person in your life, the fact that you love him, that you respect him, that you admire him, that he's everything to you. And he says, you lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. Let me tell you Let me tell you what this random verse means. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection. In other words, God's going to show off how good he is on your life. And I'm like, show off, God. Just show right off. Now, here's the question. If he's going to do it in front of a watching world, because that's how he's going to show off, by doing it in front of a watching world, can you handle the haters that are going to be in your life 
with the level of blessings that you say you want to come your way? Or are you going to cry because three people got on Facebook and were talking bad about you and you can't, why do they not like, and you're going to spend all your time to trace them down and make them like you? Get out of here. Bible says he's going to lavish it on you, and with that means there are going to be haters, and they're going to be in your own home, your own family, your own workplace. They're going to even be in your own church. But if you can handle the haters that come from you going to God for protection and letting him show off his blessings in your life, nothing can stop you. Don't give it away with your mouth. This is, this is important. I don't even have this in the notes today. don't have the verses on this, but if you'll look throughout the Bible, you'll find out that God forgave people's actions a lot quicker than he forgave their mouths. Point in case, the Bible said God told Moses, I heard what those people said in their tents. Okay, here's the, here's the truth. They weren't talking to God. They were talking to each other. And they started complaining and talking about how bad they have it. And I don't know if you ought to go back to Egypt. And I don't know why I'm going to die out here. What this thing doesn't look good. And God said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Guess what you're going to do now? You're going to get to wander around the wilderness for 40 years until every one of you die. What did we do wrong? You said complaining words before the years of God. They had an orgy and built a calf out of gold. And God said, I forgive you. They had a bad attitude. And God said, now you're going to waste a whole lot of years of your life. Isn't that something? So, here, so, so God's saying, I will lavish it on you. I will bless you. You, gotta, you can't let me bless you and then start trying to explain my blessing. Well, I got a deal on that. I got three for one on that. I, I tell you, I got that one on. So just shut up. Just say, isn't God good? Look what God gave me. Isn't he wonderful? I'm so thankful for him. Look what he did in my Quit trying to explain his blessings in your life. It insults your heavenly father. Let me give you some other verses. Psalms 32, 8, here's a random verse. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway of your life. I will advise you, and I will watch over you. Man, how's he going to do that? He's going to do that by his word and by the Holy Spirit. Notice Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God proves true. See, there's power in the word of God. That's why we ask you many times to say the word of God out loud when you're in a church service. We say, you know, repeat this with me or say this with me or read this with me because there's power in you getting God's word to come out of your mouth instead of the complaining that we might have done earlier that way to speak out God's word. He said, he is a shield to all those who come to him for protection. So, so here we go. So this specific life, now I'm not even to the random verses yet, this specific life that I'm going for is, number one, everlasting, right? And number two, blessed and prosperous. So that's, that's the specific life we're going for, everlasting, and it needs to start getting better and better down here, okay? Are you all with me? So that's the specific life we want, everlasting and better and better down here till we get there, right? Everlasting, but it's got to get better and better prosperous, right, and blessed until we get there. Okay, so if I'm going to live this specific life everlasting, that's through Jesus, right? Can't do a thing about it. But if I'm going to live this blessed and prosperous life, I'm going to need some money and some wisdom. Let me reverse that because I know a lot of people who had money, didn't have any wisdom, and what happened to their money? They lost their money. So I'm going to need wisdom and I'm going to need money. That's what I'm going for, right? Now, God, is it okay for me to have money and wisdom? Can I have that? Ecclesiastes 
7-Eleven, how about that? Ecclesiastes 7-Eleven, look at the side screen. Wisdom is even better. Come on, read that with me. What? Are you kidding me? So it's okay for us to have wisdom, we know that, but it's even better when you have what? Woo, we're going to ramp it up with high octane called money. It says wisdom is even better when you have money, and both are what? A benefit as you go through what? This life right here, right here. Let me, uh, let me show you some money, okay? Got some money right here? I got $100, $100. Anna don't know that I got this $100, but <laughs> she will now. <laughs> I got $100. Now, I, uh, I can have money, but now let me show you how wisdom kicks in. I can't do a thing with this paper. Can't do a thing with it. So I have to have the wisdom to know how to trade it for resources that I need, right? Because I can't take this 60 bucks right here, go out to my pickup truck, and stick that in the gas tank and anything happen. Are you, are you with me? I can't do that. I can't take this money, go to my light switch in my house, and thumbtack it to the wall and hope that the lights are going to turn on. So this does me absolute, I, I got, ah. No good at all, right? I got to trade it. I got to trade it. Now, the world gives me all kind of options to trade this paper. All kind of options. It's coming at me everywhere. I turn around. Oh, you got to have this. You got to have that. Whoa, now, whoa. I've got to have some very mature wisdom to know what to do. Which gas station am I going to go to and trade that $60 for a quarter tank of gas? Where am I going? <laughs> Where, am I going? Where am I going with that? Where am I going to do with that money right there? Which grocery store am I going to go to and hand that to somebody where I can get out of the store legally with some groceries in my cart? Where am I going to do with that? So basically, I am looking for the very best trade, wisdom, that I can make with my money. Now, who owns all the resources in the world? And God said, trade with me. Okay, God, here. No, 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 no. Huh. Just that. Just that one. Well, whatever, you could keep that. What? Yeah. Trade with me that one, and I'm going to pour out more resources on you than you'll have room enough to handle. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Can I have anything that I want of everything that you got for 10 bucks? No? No, I really can't. I'll give you 10, you can give me your car, your house, your clothes, your money in the bank. No, you'd say, no. God says, I own it all. Trust me. It's possible to please me without faith, and this takes faith. Just hand something to me that you can't see. See, I go stick this in the gas tank, I see my needle go up. I go to the grocery store, I come out with a sack. I see nothing when I do this. When I put that in the offering bucket of the church, I see absolutely nothing. Wisdom says, that's the best trade I'm going to make all week. It's going to be the best trade I make for the rest of my life because giving this gives me more of that. And I never run out of that as long as I give the first tenth of it. Are you with me? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So it's not just enough for you to have money. I know a lot of foolish people that have lost all their money. This is the one way I won't. And it's the only way I won't. So, God, i got to have wisdom, and i got to have money. And you said that's 
that's okay for me to have. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 12 says this, wisdom and money can get you what? Almost anything. But only wisdom can save your life. So this is what God's saying. Something's a little bit more important is wisdom. But wisdom and money are both important. You've got to have to have a blessed and a prosperous life. A few more random verses, Proverbs 22, 26. Don't agree to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for someone else. These are just random. I'm just throwing random verses at But this is a great verse for your brother-in-law. When he comes over and wants you to co-sign a note because he has been lousy and he wants to put a brand new boat in front of his double-wide trailer, tell him. No. <laughs> there's, some, there's some good teaching right there. But tell him, no, God told me not to. What? And if you're the brother-in-law that's trying to get a family member to co-sign, listen to me. They're not going to do it. Why? Because God told them not to. So don't ask him and put awkwardness in the room and at the family reunion. Don't ask for somebody to co-sign for you and don't co-sign for somebody. Matter of fact, God said if you already did it, you need to go to him and ask to be forgiven from it and get out of it as quick as you possibly can. That's wisdom. Where's it come from? These random scriptures I'm giving you. Look at that. You just got an excuse right there to say, don't call me. Right there. Proverbs 13, 4. Lazy people want much and get little. Read the rest. But those who work will prosper. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Proverbs 20, verse 13. If you love sleep, you will end in what? Keep your eyes open and there will be what? Huh. Huh. That guy's not talking about the day of rest. You might need seven, eight hours. I don't know how many hours you need, but get up after that. You know, I'm so sleepy. I'm so tired. Shut up and wake up. Get up. Do something. Proverbs 6 says, a little extra sleep and a little more slumber, a little folding of your hands to rest, and poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Wow. Can I tell you one of the problems that I have with drugs? Can I tell you my marijuana problem? Would you guys like to know my marijuana problem? Your pastor has a marijuana problem. How do you like that? Now let me continue. <laughs> I had a brother that grew up in our home with a drug addict. He grew marijuana in his window seals of his bedroom. He grew marijuana plants. And his friends and him all looked like a Cheech and Chong movie from the 70s. Now I won't even be able to use that illustration at the 11 o'clock hour because they have no idea what I'm talking about. But you guys do, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Ann and I were over in Denver a few months ago and... We were going down a country road, going to a, a place back in, a, in, in, in the area, out suburb of Denver, and we were going down a two-lane country road. We were going this way. Cars were coming this way. And the car that was coming this way had stopped to turn down another dirt road. And so me and, me and Ann, we were probably doing 55, 60 miles an hour. And so I could see that he was stopping. He had his turn signal on. So I'm still continuing at 55, 60. I mean, there's no room for him to turn in front of me. But just as soon as I got, you know, like very, very close to him, 55, 60 miles an hour, he very slowly turns out in front of our vehicle, sideways. I stood on the brakes, look out, hit the brakes. There was another car behind him, so I couldn't go into the left lane or I'd hit that car head on. So it was just hit the brakes and pray, because I couldn't go to the right, he was going to the right. So it was hit the brakes and pray, he got out of the way. This happened in a split second. I am on the brake, the, the, the car's just locked up, you know, and, and, and he barely cleared 
that lane as I went by skidding past him. And he pulled over on the side of the road, and, man, I, oh, I was just like, oh, my gosh. So I pulled over behind him, you know. I pulled over to pray for him. and, and, uh, and so, I, so I get out of my truck. I get out of my truck, and I go, what in the world are you thinking? And he goes, what are you talking about, man? Well, what happened back there, man? I'm like, dude, we about killed you. We about, you might have killed us, but we about hit you broadside. We'd have killed you at 55 miles an hour. Do you not understand that? I don't know what you're talking about, man. And I know this is Colorado, and I know we believe in high altitude. But you know what being sleepy will do for you? Why don't you just give me your money? Just give it all to me right now. Because that's what's going to happen. You're going to lose every dime of it. You go through life sleepy and slumbering. What's going on, man? And everybody else is going to get your money so you can have a little bit more time to sleep. Oh, that's some wise words right there. I'm glad I put that one in there right there. I don't know how the drug part got in there, but that was good. Proverbs. Proverbs 19.17 says, if you help the poor, you're lending to the Lord. Who's going to repay you for that? He will. That's a whole lot better than lending to a family member right there. You ain't going to get it back. The Lord's going to give it back to you. Wow. Okay, that covers the wisdom and money thing. How much time do I got? Ooh, I got to hurry. All right, so if I got wisdom and money, I got a very brief life. I also want to have fun, right? Do we not want to have fun? Okay, so we want to have fun. Is having fun okay? Is it Okay. Ecclesiastes 8, 15. Everybody read it together. So, Solomon, the smartest man on the planet, had it all said, you better have some fun. I recommend, he said, having fun. Well, if we're going to be fun and we're going to be happy, we've got to take the initiative to do so. The father of the prodigal son told the oldest son, look, don't have a problem with the fact that you haven't cooked a fatted calf. Don't have a problem that there's been no party for you. The father said to the oldest son, if you want a party, Throw it. Put yourself on your calendar and celebrate what God is doing for you. Listen, i got friends in my life that will initiate a phone call and they'll say, hey, you want to go to a ball game? You want to play pickleball? What do you want to do? You want to do this? But most of my pastoral friends are so boring, Anna calls me the cruise director. If I ever do anything with my pastor friends, I initiated it. I bugged them to death. I put them on the calendar, and I even offered to pay for half of it. And they'll show up to have fun. If you want to have fun, initiate it. Quit waiting for other people to celebrate you, call you up. You throw your own party. Have your them over. Let them join you in the middle of your party. Don't wait for it anymore. Have, party, have, have fun and initiate it. It's okay. It's okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 20 says, God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Woo, enjoying, so busy enjoying life, busy enjoying life, busy enjoying life, busy enjoying life. Does that describe you? Now, that was verse 20, such people. What people? Let's go two verses back. Verse 18, it is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their what? To enjoy your what? And accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. Those are such people. God keeps so busy enjoying life, they don't have time to brood about the past. Those that are enjoying life and enjoying their work. Wow. Well, in this specific life of everlasting and blessed and prosperous, can I have some wisdom and money? Come on, I didn't hear you. Can I have some wisdom and money? Can I have some fun? Okay, I can have some fun. Can I have great relationships? 
All right, well, if you're going to have great relationships, here's some branded verses on it. You've got to be a great apologizer. You have got to be, uh, you've got to be extremely loyal, and you've got to stay fully committed. You've got to be a great apologizer. You've got to be extremely loyal, and you've got to stay fully committed. Now, when I say, can I, can I tell you how to make a great marriage work? Men, look at me. All the men wave at me. Can I tell you how to stay married to that woman? Be a great apologizer. Now, the women are thinking, wait a minute, if you've got to tell him to do that, it's not sincere, he's going to fake it. No, a great apology is always sincere. The very definition of a great apology is that you meant it from the very bottom of your heart, and you know how sorry you are and how stupid you were to say it or to do it. But you've got to know how to say, I'm sorry. I know very successful businessmen who've made a lot of money who have been divorced three times and are now living in an apartment on their own by themselves, and the kids don't even come see them. You know why? Because they never learned to apologize to a woman. They never learned. Listen, I may not be a perfect husband, but I am the best apologizer on the planet. <laughs> Honey, I'm so sorry. I wish I had to say that. I'm stupid. How stupid am I? I'm so sorry. Here, here's some flowers. Do you want some chocolate? Can I take you out to dinner tonight? Have you been to the winery lately, baby? I'll take you to the winery. I, I'm just an idiot. I'm sorry. Can I gas up your car for a week? Can I clean your car? Can I? I'm a great apologizer. I can apologize. I have no problem with it because you know what I found? I found apologies might last an hour or two of being uncomfortable. But if you don't, it's a lifetime of being miserable. Be a great apologizer. Well, let's see if we got any random verses on that one. Proverbs 32, verse 3, you're going to have a great relationship with God. When I refuse to confess my sin, my body wasted away. I ain't going to tell you I'm sorry. Really? You're going to be sick. And I groaned all day long. I like Proverbs 30 and verse 2. Everybody read it with me. I am too stupid to be human. Oh, oh y'all just read that. Let me, let, me, let me read it like somebody is born in the South or raised in the South. I'm too stupid to be human. I'm too stupid to be human. Oh, my gosh. This is a guy who blew it. He's comparing himself to God. I'm too stupid to be human. That's a really great apology to be able to say to somebody, are there people in your life who need to say to you, I'm just too stupid to be human. I am so sorry. I'm just too stupid. Right? I mean, who doesn't look at that and go, it's okay. No, you're not that bad. You blew it, but it'll be okay. You're all right. But you try the other thing. Oh, no, 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 that wasn't me, that was you. i tell you right now, I'm never going to say I'm sorry. I, 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 you just misunderstood what I said. Uh, see how far that will get you. Then you'll be too stupid <laughs> to stay in that relationship. Here's what he says. This is good. Psalm 31, 23, more random verses. Lord, oh, gosh, i got to hurry. Love the Lord, you, all you godly ones, for the Lord protects those who are what? Amen. Proverbs 13, those who can... Control their tongue, have a long life. Opening your mouth will what? Proverbs 20, 19, a gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang out around who? Here's the key, Proverbs 3, never let loyalty or kindness leave you. Never let loyalty or kindness leave you. Time around your neck is a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you'll find favor with God and with who? So there you have it. 
you're going to have a great relationship. You're going to be a great apologizer. You're going to be extremely loyal, and you're going to stay fully committed. I've been married to my wife 38 years. met her in high school. We became best friends. We did lunch every day in the cafeteria. She saved me a seat. Every day in the cafeteria, I knew that Anna was in there. She sitting with some friends, and I didn't know them. I came from a school out of Orlando, Florida. I came to a brand-new school, didn't know a soul. Saw Anna out on the cheerleading, out there with the cheerleaders, and I was doing spring training with the football team, and I saw her over there. And, I mean, she was about that big around, a little stick figure, looked like olive oil, but she was the prettiest thing on the planet I'd seen at 16 years of age. And so I asked her dad I'd take her out and, you know, after church on a Wednesday night, took her to McDonald's. Anna was so shy and so quiet. When I was taking her home, she let me pass the exit to go to her house. And this is Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm a new kid in Fort Worth. So I passed out, got her home late just because she wouldn't say, uh-huh, Dan, you need to turn left, right? So, I mean, this is how our relationship started out. And I've never had a better friend. I've never had. I said, honey, if I say it, you need to swear to it. She said, I'm there. We, we, have, we have boxing frogs in my study, these two boxing frogs, and we have them back-to-back. Back. I know it's real silly, but there's these statues of frogs that got boxing gloves on, and one of them standing like this, and one of them standing like this. And it symbolizes the fact that everything Ann and I are going to take on, we're going to take it on back-to-back. Back. That's what it symbolizes. I will never cut her down. I'll never use a joke at her expense, even when I'm not here where you ladies will get mad at me. I will never, ever do that. I'll never belittle her. I will never talk. If she talks herself down, I immediately stop her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like that. No, no, no. I don't like that. I'll tell her, well, I just don't feel like I, oh, you look great. You look great. Well, I just wish my hair would, your hair's beautiful, babe. I love that. I love that just getting out of bed look. I love that. That's a pretty look on a woman. I love it. (laughs) You men know what I'm talking about. That's a good look. Here's one more verse. Jesus said it. Take a look at it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Oh, my gosh. I want a specific life. Here it is, everlasting life. That's Jesus saved me when I was 12. Got it. Got it. Nailed it. I want a blessed and a prosperous life. Father, I need to know if it's okay to have money. Yep. You need to know it's okay to have fun. Yep. You know it's okay to have a great relationship. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of verses that will tell me how to do it. He's so amazing. That's why I love him with all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my soul, and all of my strength. And with that comes the greatest life you'll ever live. Say, I have no trouble. No trouble. God, I'll peel off a 10, a few more dollars, and there you go. Because once I put that in his hands, wham. I got more coming here. Because here's the thing. I just love you with all my heart, all my mind. I don't need an ad machine for that one. All my soul, all my emotions, all my strength. It's just a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer. Because I want to live the kind of life where you will lavish on your goodness in front of a watching world. Because I'm okay with the haters. <laughs>